It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just well, welcome to down. Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. I believe we have one of the most important topics today. At least it is an, it is a topic that I find to be maybe the most important one for my own health. You know, so what is that topic? How to keep your heart healthy. You know, I think about this daily and I plan my life accordingly. I plan my eating and my exercise and how to manage my stress level to keep my blood vessels and heart as healthy as I can. So today you may get 25 years of my heart healthy (laughs) thoughts and understanding. They are certainly much more meaningful than telling you just to wear red. So joining me today as our co-host is Kate Crosby, who sees clients in our North Oaks office and teaches many nutrition classes throughout the community. So good morning, Kate. Good morning, Dar. <laughs> you know, in fact, we were teaching last Saturday. Yes, we, we were. We had a great class. Dar and I taught this five-hour menopause survival seminar in St. Paul. A wonderful group of women. Uh, very interactive. No one was afraid to ask questions, no. and I'm really hoping that they got answers and are beginning to uh, make their changes in their lives because it was it was a wonderful five hours. In fact, yesterday I saw one of the ladies that was a in our class. Met a, yep, as oh, a client yesterday. Great. So she's recovering some some real difficult health things. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she needed. You know, pick up her nutrition a little bit. So Good. So if you miss this menopause seminar, uh, Joanne and I will be teaching it next uh, again. We'll be teaching it March 28th at our YZ location. You know, we also provide a nice organic uh, gluten-free lunch. We have two great snacks. So just come on in and learn and enjoy the day. And I think that was such a great treat for everyone. And boy, did you notice how balanced they were after they ate they were yes yeah (laughs) you know when we talk about heart disease there are many surprises for women well surprise number one the biggest killer of american women is not breast cancer as many of you may believe it's heart disease i think kate that's a big interesting fact right there i know yeah so heart disease is the big killer that's the number one killer for women Um, We probably shouldn't be surprised because, really, the American Heart Association keeps telling us we need to keep our hearts healthy, but we're not listening. No, we're not listening. You know, I think partially we're in denial because we're so fearful of cancer. You're going to hear that word denial a lot this (laughs) Today. Yes, you will. And partially, we've not been taught how to keep our heart healthy. In fact, you know, our food manufacturers have filtered the wrong information to us through their processed food commercials. Or why in the world would anyone eat margarine full of that artery-clogging trans fats? Or, you know, another option they might do is dry cereal, toast, and juice for breakfast. 
oh. containing 30 teaspoons of sugar. You know, and Not so what good. does that do? It slows our immune system, causes inflammation and inflammation in those blood vessels. Where they could eat, what we recommend is eating heart-healthy eggs yeah, and maybe a little bit of bacon just for the flavor and spinach and sweet potato. Sounds good to me. With a little bit of butter. Sounds really good. <laughs> you know, the bottom line is we lack information about how to keep our blood vessels healthy. Because in reality, heart disease is all about blood vessel health. That's it. That's what that's, we got to That's what we've got to talk about a lot. So there's a surprise number two. In fact, it is more than just a surprise. Mm-hmm. It is shocking. Until recently, it was generally thought in the medical community that women did not have heart attacks. In fact, when the American Heart Association introduced the Prudent Diet, which was for heart health, yep. it was aimed only at keeping men's heart healthy. Yeah. So in the past, research studies really commonly used all-male test subjects or participants. Men with abnormal test results were treated far more aggressively than women with the same results. And wouldn't you know it, women with the very same symptoms as as men were often told it was all in their head. It was a psychological problem, not a cardiovascular one. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's changed. I think it has. um, That was the mentality, and it was a men's disease. Yes. So about 14 years ago, 2001, the same year my mother had a fatal heart attack, medical researchers started receiving funding to study heart disease in women. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not very long ago. No. I mean, it's surprising, isn't it? It was. When no. I was looking up some of this information, I was like, really? Not not in the 80s? Yeah. Not in the 70s? You know, we do know nearly half a million women every year experience heart disease. So it's crucial. We need to get help fast. So what are some early warning signs? Unusual fatigue is an early warning sign. Yep. Another one is not being able to sleep well, that insomnia. So Mm -hmm. I suppose that's where that fatigue Fatigue comes comes from. from. Mm -hmm. Nausea is another early warning sign. You know, actually, my mother had those warning signs. Yeah. And she, she actually had tests at the Mayo Clinic. I went with her. We went in. She had tests the day before her fetal heart attack. And they didn't detect any blockage. The day before. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or any other major problem. You know, mm-hmm. we assume it was a blockage that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, but she knew something was not right in her body. Mm-hmm. But really, they sent her home anyway. And the next morning, she had a fatal heart attack. Wow. Wow. So I think we need to really take some lessons. Um, you know, what can we learn from your mother's fatal heart attack and from the half a million women who annually have heart disease. You know, as I have mentioned on Dishing Up Nutrition, you know, I've been reading books, I've been researched. I think I have attended every cardiovascular seminar seminar that I could possibly fit into my schedule for the last 25 years because there's another kind of Hmm. thing that happened. My older brother had his first heart attack at age 39. Oh, wow. And at age 54, died during open heart surgery. You know, and then looking at more of my family's history, my mother's dad died at age 54 when my mother was only nine years old. Mm. And he also had a cardio, 
vascular event. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. stroke, heart attack, you know. Kaboom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, reading research and books about cardiovascular risks, analyzing lifestyle habits helps. But I think our listeners hear about certain risks but they're still in denial. Denial. Nothing changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So surprise number three. You know, I think everyone knows if you smoke, mm-hmm. it increases your risk of both heart disease and cancer. In fact, I read an article last night that was in the paper yesterday that said that it's more than just heart attack and, and cancer. It is many, many, many other, other heart diseases. Or, or health problems that happen when you hmm. smoke. Not surprising. So, but you know, my brother, even after his first heart attack, continued to smoke. Mm -hmm. Such denial. Mm -hmm. Now, my mother, on the other hand, never smoked. Oh, she would never have smoked. You know, but Mm -hmm. she was around secondhand smokers most of her life. So she was, you know, got exposed to the secondhand smoke, which no doubt was a risk factor for her. True. Yeah. So my takeaway from that, I never smoked. Yeah. I mean, no, I, you, you know. just can't. No. Oh, and don't you remember in Dar back in college, and even after college, women were encouraged to smoke? Yes. Because if you smoked and drank coffee, you wouldn't get fat. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, cigarettes then were the master diet pill, a deadly one at that. But at the time, there was this belief that you could never be too thin. Mm-hmm. And already at that time, women knew smoking was a cardiovascular risk. But again, denial set in because everyone thought heart disease could only happen to overweight older men and not to thin women. I think that's kind of interesting, Kate. I I know it's like it's break time, but it's just really interesting. You know, remembering back where that was the diet pill. It was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Smoking and coffee. Drink your coffee. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we will uh, need to take a break here. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, as nutritionists and nutrition educators, we really work hard to provide you with life-changing nutrition information on nutrition, Dishing Up Nutrition, as well as in our classes that we um, create at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. But DAR's goal is always to provide more. You know, information is not worth much if you don't put it into use in your life. And we believe you use education to make changes. Mm -hmm. The Nutrition for Weight Loss classes provide you with solid information, but they're not designed to be a simple nutrition class by any means. These classes. No, in fact, you know, (laughs) we always encourage people if if they just want to know nutritional facts, don't come. Don't come to that one. No. These classes are designed, and I think expertly designed, to get you to change your habits so you can have better health. These classes really are all about changing your nutrition to change your life. We've got the Nutrition for Weight Loss program starting next week in about seven locations. Yes. So check out the locations and times on our website, weightandwellness.com, or you can call our office this morning or anytime, 651 699 3438, and we'll be happy to answer all of your questions. And today, if you've got questions about heart health, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. 
Worried that your cholesterol is a little high? Has your doctor suggested that you take cholesterol medication or change your diet? If you have decided to change your eating, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has a proven plan to normalize cholesterol numbers. After helping hundreds of people raise their HDL good cholesterol, lower their LDL bad cholesterol, and reduce triglycerides, their confident diet is the answer. Their diet is scientific. It creates the results you want. The nice thing about their plan is that it's not a starvation diet. You'll be amazed how effective nutrition can be in normalizing cholesterol. Even better, there are no side effects. You may also discover other benefits from this approach, such as increased energy and better moods. If you are ready to commit to an eating plan to manage your cholesterol, give Nutritional Weight and Wellness a call at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Schedule an appointment at an office convenient to you or arrange a phone consultation. For more information, call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, Kate mentioned that we have seven new Nutrition for Weight Loss classes starting next week. So let me read you a comment from a person who finished the class last month. She said, you know, I lost 12 pounds on the program, but there is so much more. I have more energy. I sleep better, feel less stressed, and overall feel just better. I have less frequent headaches. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy to know I'm eating healthy. I have already encouraged my friend to sign up. My individual consultation with my nutritionist was extremely helpful with recommendations on foods and supplements that I needed. Mm-hmm. I love that I can lose weight and not feel hungry. <laughs> so, to, you know, to sign up, call 651-699-3438. And if you have questions today about heart health, call 651-641-1071. And we do have a couple of callers, don't we, Kate? So we'll take those. And Mary, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question for us? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'm sorry it's not about heart health, but um, we have a friend that gets cramps real bad in his legs. Mm-hmm. And they have been so severe from the pain that he's passed out at times. Wow. And I'm just wondering if, you had any recommendations he's tried just about everything out there um to try to relieve the the pain and and they're not going away so is it a cramp or is it after he's been walking for a while it it happens at night in bed so i think it's a cramp okay well then it's not a blockage in his leg it's more of a probably it's more of a it's probably a deficiency in magnesium or another mineral, maybe calcium. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know if he's taking, you know, four, five, six hundred mag- milligrams of magnesium before he goes to bed. It would probably help. Magnesium glycinate helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And it has to um, be the right, in right his, form. Um, in his leg, like in the calf of his leg, the muscle will just yeah. move all by itself. Yeah. Right. Right. He's really he's super deficient, I would say. Yeah. Okay. You know, the other thing I don't know if he takes a diuretic, but sometimes people get really low on their electrolytes, so it's a combination of different minerals that people become deficient in. And you can get a cramp from that too. He might have both going on. Mm-hmm. So I guess those would be the things to check if he's taking a diuretic. You know, may have him come in for an appointment because we can uh, figure that yeah, out. we can figure it out. You know I would also suggest he drink Water, yes, throughout the day. Yeah. Good point. And, and he's tried that. He's he's okay. Good. 
All right. He has gone to doctors, and he's he's he upped his water intake a lot, and anything that he did, um, like the water helped for a little while, mm-hmm. and then the cramps came back. So yeah, I think he's probably there. Diet well, we could go into too, yeah. but I mean, yeah. there's a lot of different deficiencies that can cause those cramps. Yeah, sure. and sometimes we just have to figure out what one it is. Okay. But we, you know, I'm sure we could help him. So have him thank come you in. Very much. Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, that was that was an interesting call. Yeah, yeah. Julie, you uh, welcome to dishing up nutrition. Oops, Julie, did we lose you? Don't think she's there. Okay, Linda. Well, Yes. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question for us? Uh, Yes, I do. Um, I was wondering if heart disease is hereditary. My dad and his dad both had heart attacks and died at age 56. Hmm. You know, I'm turning that age in March. (laughs) You know, that's makes me real nervous. Well, you know, that's why I'm going through my family history here. Uh, You might say "Mm, there probably is some predisposition to it, but. I'm kind of one of the things that I want to talk about for the rest of the show is what I, how I approach that and how I'm staying keeping my heart as healthy and my blood vessels as healthy as possible with my lifestyle. And I think we have a lot of influence over our genetics. You know, I would and agree. So, but w- w- people are in denial about that. They just are in denial about the they, you have to be really planful yes. about that. And um, and often I think people fall prey to the belief that your genetics dictate your health. Yes. And they set you up for a right. weakness. Yeah. or a, a, but, but there are many things that you can do to counter your genetics. Yeah. Well, I've, I've just changed to be organic and gluten-free and dairy-free See, and doing, walking you, every day. Yep. So. You're doing a great job then. That's, yeah. You're on the right that's path. That's where you start. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Good great. question. No, that's a good question. It, you know. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. Um, we've got Julie. You're calling back? Yeah, I'm sorry. My phone drops the call. Okay. okay. Hey, Dara, I have a, a history in my family of um, um, heart disease. Mm-hmm. Lost both parents young. My brother had a heart attack. Um Two years ago, which would make him my age, I've mm-hmm. had some friends with strokes. Yep. I'm going in for a um, a physical, yep. and I want to know what additional things I should ask my doctor to perform on me because they don't volunteer them. Yep. Well, first of all, vitamin D. Yeah. Get your I vitamin D level because that's connected to both heart disease and cancer, cancer. if you're deficient. Uh, and they you have to ask for that test. Uh, the other couple of tests that I might recommend is your homocysteine. I uh, have that checked. And then another one that I might recommend is have your CRP number checked. That's the measures the amount of, and it's called high sensitive CRP. High sensitive. Yeah. And it measures the inflammation in your blood vessels pretty much. So that gives you a clue about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So those would be two in very important tests, I think. Mm-hmm. And the one was the homocysteine? Yep, correct. Mm-hmm. H-O-M-O-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here, Kate. I'm not a no, terrible spelling. No, thank you for that, because I tell them that I have this history, yep. and I never get any additional tests. And I'm going, 
what they aren't they hearing me yeah no <laughs> I, just ask for those so then you know and sometimes i you know sometimes we have people come in with those and and so that we can help them understand what the results mean okay so, that's a thought yeah great right. thank you very much for um addressing this 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 topic okay thank you great bye-bye appreciate it Yes, so we got one more. All Sue, right. welcome right. to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi. Um, hi. My mom, a month ago, had an attack of tachycardiomyopathy, uh-huh. and they said that was a partial heart attack. We didn't quite understand. Um, and then she just had intestinal blockage and was in the hospital. Are they related, or can you tell me how she can you know, prevent this from happening again? Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I honestly, I would make an, have her come in and make mm-hmm. an appointment because there's some things going on that, uh, you know, we might have to deal with, uh, getting her intestinal tract working right and healed. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things going on in her body right now that it's, you kind of have to work through one step at a time and get her on the right kind of an eating plan so that it, so these things don't happen again. Um, now the yes, and the tachycardia is that considered a normal heart attack, or can you do you understand that at all? I don't. No, you know, okay. I don't. Um, did they it, do? Did they do? Um, uh, you know, a stint or a blockage? Was it a blockage? Just fifty to sixty percent blockage. They did not do a stint. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think there's. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could do to help her uh, with her health and to prevent some of these future things. So for sure. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Sure. All right. Thank you. You. We got one more caller. Should we take it? All right. Go ahead. (laughs) I guess this must be a hot topic. (laughs) Okay, Pat, you've got a question for us? Good morning. Whoop. Pat. Lost Pat. All right. Well, now we have break time here. Oh, really? Already? I know. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I have to read you another comment from the nutritional, uh, Nutrition for Weight Loss series. This, this comment comes from a younger client, and she said, I've never paid so much money for a class before, and I was worried, but I would pay it again a whole bunch of times. This class series is outstanding. So you're probably asking yourself, what's the cost of this 12 one-hour classes in the two-hour individual appointment with a nutritionist, it's $399, which actually breaks down to about $28 an hour. It was life-changing for, for this client, which is exactly what we like. If you've got questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, sometimes when we decide to support our cardiovascular health, we need to start with baby steps. You know, you might pick a pair of red cowboy boots like my daughter did when she was two and stomp around to show, yes, I can do this. (laughs) Guys, just picture her. Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe your baby steps is to eat eggs cooked in butter with spinach and a half a cup of sweet potato for breakfast. Or maybe your baby step is to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water so you stay hydrated. Or maybe it is to walk right past the cookies, cakes, and sweet rolls at the grocery store. Whatever it is, start stomping and become 
who you really are. Absolutely. So we have lots of things to talk about today. And we have like surprise number four. What is another cardiovascular risk? You know, I think the research is pretty clear on this one. Bad fats, Mm -hmm. such as margarine, non-dairy creamers, Crisco, corn oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil. This one caught both my brother and my mother, but for different reasons. Because at home, being raised on a farm, we ate butter and some lard and once in a while olive oil. And those are all great fats. They support cardiovascular health. Now, research from dietary fats, carbohydrates, and the progression of coronary atherosclerosis in postmenopausal women. What That's a, a wow. group. <laughs> <laughs> so research found that when women ate these refined oils and trans fats, it led to an increase in plaque buildup. Now, these, of course, are those fats that are found in commercial muffins and cookies and lots of boxed and frozen meals, fast foods, margarine pie crusts, and, of course, French fries. These weren't fats like butter or bacon grease or lard. Those weren't the problem. It was the factory refined oils that become the problem and became the problem for your mother or your brother. Yes. You know, my brother with a family of several children, Mm. he started buying cheaper foods such as, you know, (sighs) box macaroni and cheese. Awful. Hamburger helper. Kentucky Fried Chicken and Frozen Pizza. Yeah. You know, he was also into sweet rolls and even Girl Scout cookies. And they all contain damaged fats. You know, he was in denial because a lack of knowledge about nutrition. Absolutely. He just didn't know. No. And he, yeah. You know, I think it's such an easy trap these days because, you know, young families, both parents working, they grab prepackaged foods with these refined oils really don't realize that that's risky behavior, that they're really participating in risky behavior. It could be just a direct line to clogged up blood vessels. When mom or sister reaches the age of 50 or 60, or sometimes it's as early as 30. We're hearing that more and more, aren't we? Yeah. You know, now my mom got caught up in using bad fats from her doctor's recommendations because she was told to not eat butter, Mm -hmm. but to eat margarine, Mm -hmm. not to eat bacon and eggs, but to eat cereal, juice and toast. Mm -hmm. She was to give up the good cardiovascular protective fats for the factory fats and sugar. You know, after a few years, she had a blockage that was stinted. They put Uh a stint in. And she continued to believe her doctors and would not touch bar, butter or lard. I remember this with my grandfather and my mother. Yes. Yep. She ate only margarine and Crisco. Ooh. She was in denial because she believed inaccurate information from her doctors. And nothing that I said would change her mind. After all, I was just a nutritionist, <laughs> not a doctor. Yes, of course, you know, of course. I was just a kid, you know. <laughs> Even at 50, I was still a kid. <laughs> to her, absolutely. Ah. You know, there's another surprise, surprise number five. And I believe most women know that trans fats are damaging to our blood vessels. But we still eat chips that say zero trans fats on the package. Now, remember, the label tells us that they contain partially hydrogenated oil, which is the trans fat. Again, we may say to ourselves, oh, it's just a little bit of trans fat. 
but have you ever heard the saying, you can't be a little pregnant? You either are or you aren't. Well, it's true with trans fats. They're either in there or they aren't. Um, You know, maybe two chips have a very small amount of trans fats, but who determines how much trans fat you need to create a blockage? Yes. I mean, everybody's different. Maybe you can eat two chips and you're okay, but four chips will create a blockage. We don't know. We do know from research that trans fats can increase your LDL cholesterol and decrease your HDL cholesterol. So, you know, my mother's cardiovascular health was being affected in the 1990s. And the research on how damaging trans fats are to blood vessels was available, Mm -hmm. but most doctors were not reading the research. You know, I believe as a nation, most people have been in denial about the truth because of TV nutrition. You know, if you hear over and over and over and over a commercial that margarine is heart healthy, you start to believe it. It's true. In fact, I just flipped the TV on for two seconds on Tuesday, and I saw Dr. Oz promoting, I can't believe it's not butter this week. No way. You know, and we know it is refined soybean oil. And, you know, I wish I wish my mother had mm-hmm. been more of an independent thinker and really had decided to learn the truth. I know. I know. And I wish everyone become more of independent thinkers, you know? We can't rely upon marketers for our research sources. No. Yes, for our truth. Another surprising fact, fact number six. An increase of trans fats by just a mere 2% doubles your risk of heart disease. Wow, Kate, say that one more time. That's astonishing to me. An increase of trans fats by a mere 2% doubles your risk of heart disease. The nurses' study... um, the nurses' health study, sorry, in the late 1990s found that when nurses increased their trans fat calories by 2%, the risk of heart disease doubled. Now, that nurses' health study is that ongoing study from the Harvard School of Public Health conducted by Dr. Walter Roulette. So you might be asking, why are trans fats so damaging? The simple answer is trans fats make your blood vessels stiff. Mm-hmm. And we really want flexible blood vessels. Flexible blood vessels are really healthy blood vessels. Really healthy, yeah. Trans fats not only make our our blood vessels stiff, but they also make our cells in our skin stiff. And we call that wrinkles. (laughs) (laughs) So trans fats make our cells in our eyes stiff. Uh, Yeah. And we develop cataracts or macular degeneration. Then take a little sugar and add that to trans fats such as a piece of pie or a sweet roll or a snicker bar or french fries, then you have double trouble. Definitely. The sugar is a free radical that damages the cells and blood vessels, and trans fats create a stiff, unhealthy area of tissue. So these trans fats really can affect your blood vessels, your eyes, your hearing, your knee joints, and even how well your nails grow. Well, we're getting to somebody, you know, this, how your nails, nails grow. People will change their eating because of their that. nails. <laughs> or that hair. Yeah. And so you can see why Dr. Mary Ennig worked for over 60 years to get the trans fats banned from the marketplace. So what have, what have I learned from 25 years of study about heart health is I have and need a cardiovascular health plan 
And I believe, really, I believe this wholeheartedly, is that all my nieces and nephews should have a well-thought-out plan to keep their heart and blood vessels healthy. Uh, Did I mention Hmm. brother number two Hmm. has had many heart disease events, as he calls them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and has had many stints placed in his arteries. I find I, so, you know, so we've got the brother number one, Mm -hmm. not here, Brother mm-hmm. number two, several different heart attacks. Okay. And so yeah. so I find I need to exercise. Mm-hmm. I need to eat healthy and to sleep eight to nine hours every night. But there is so much more when we say eat healthy. So let's discuss that when we come back. Okay. And also um, callers, just warning you, we'll take your calls when we come back yep. too. Mm-hmm. But you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And there is a cholesterol alert, a cholesterol alert. I'm sure you must have guessed we couldn't talk, get on this show about heart health without talking about cholesterol. <laughs> and cholesterol was the front page story for many newspapers this week. Why? Why all the interest in cholesterol? Well, the top nutrition advisory panel has decided to drop its caution about eating foods high in cholesterol so no, no concern about eating eggs or liver or shrimp or lobster. You know, we've lived with this government warning for over 40 years. Wow. But ongoing research clearly shows us cholesterol in your butt, blood is not from cholesterol-rich foods, but it's from how much cholesterol your own liver makes. We'll share more information about these recommendations when we come back. Um, and if you've got questions, you can reach us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Why can't I lose this weight? What is wrong with me? Why can't I stop eating? My name is Nell, and two years ago, I was asking myself these questions, but I didn't know where to find the answers. I felt alone and hopeless about my weight problem. I was pre-diabetic and 100 pounds overweight. Yes, I said 100 pounds overweight. I was really depressed about my weight. I felt like I had tried everything and nothing had or was ever going to work. I felt trapped. Then I found Nutrition for Weight Loss and learned the new science of weight loss from the wonderful people at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The program taught me to use real food to stay satisfied, end my cravings, and jumpstart my metabolism. I am happy to report that with the help of Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I have lost 90 pounds and dropped five dress sizes. My blood sugar is normal and I have boundless energy. Change your life like I did. Sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss today. Call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com to find a Nutrition for Weight Loss class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before break, Kate was sharing that the nation's top nutrition advisory panel has dropped its caution about eating foods high in cholesterol. You know, we that includes eggs and shrimp and lobster and liver. And so, actually, it's just fine to take your sweetie out for lobster dinner Isn't tonight. Nice. There you go. <laughs> so, Dr. Waller, Walter Willett, we talk about him a lot because he is a hero of mm-hmm. ours. He's the chairman of the nutrition department at Harvard School of Public Health. He acknowledges that because of research, much of it that his own department has conducted, there's been a shift in thinking. Finally, there's been a shift in thinking. This old cholesterol warning that has been with us since 1961 
No wonder people are confused. You know, they've been warned for, like you said, Kate, 40 years Mm -hmm. not to eat eggs. You know, and as nutrition, without it being based on any Any research. Yeah. That's the So as nutritionists, we believe lifting this warning has been long overdue. In fact, you know, we have been recommending two eggs for breakfast for over 20 years. And we know that when people reduce their processed carbs and sugars, their liver produces less and less cholesterol and their cholesterol numbers normalize. So the true culprits are, yes, the refined oils that we talked about before, those trans fats and the processed carbs that turn into sugar. Sugar. So you got to, you know, it's like the kind of the French fries, the sweet rolls, the macaroni and cheese, the... Yeah. All those things that are the culprits. Inflaming, inflaming, inflaming. That's right. So should we take some callers? Let's take, yep, we got a couple callers. Okay. That'd be great. Julie, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question? Yes, I have a question about um, red palm oil. I found a jar that was organic, unrefined, expeller pressed. Mm-hmm. Non-hydrogenated. And I just want um, your opinion on, um, is that a, a good fat for us? It, go ahead, Go Kate. ahead. You go ahead. Oh, okay. yeah. As far as, yes, I, we believe it is. You know, I have, honestly, I've never used it. I don't know if you have, Kate, at I all. I have not either. But I know, I'm I'm amazed. I, I, they're bringing it, must be bringing it into the stores now, because before you could not even find it. Right. So, but it says all the right things on it, so it should be fine. Yeah, okay. I think it's a little bit like coconut oil, probably a medium chain fatty acid, and mm-hmm. it's probably very safe. Yeah. So yes, I actually did buy a jar to experiment, and then I thought, oh, I should have called you first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's fine. I think you're fine. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so, for your call. Yeah. Um, another ooh, caller, Renee. Good morning, oh, Renee. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have a I'm question? I'm wondering if there are any good whole grain or grain foods. That would be heart healthy, as they seem to advertise a lot. Um, it's hard to give up pasta and bread and well, no. Like think of whole grains as wild rice. You know, Minnesota growing wild rice, and that's a whole grain. Yeah, and that's you know a serving as a half a cup, and that's great. Um, think of things like quinoa. Quinoa is a whole grain, and that's again a half a cup. Now, when it's cooked, uh, yeah, after it's cooked. Now, it's interesting. I've been having people have reacting to even brown rice lately. Um, I'm not quite sure why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there was a report that there's been arsenic in brown rice, but I don't know if that's what it, what it is. Or, But I think when we start talking about pasta, that's not really a whole grain. That is a processed Process. food. And so that's not heart healthy. Mm-hmm. So when they what talk... Bread? bread is not heart healthy either. Uh, because it's processed, most breads, I mean, really very processed. It's ground up, small flour, you know, it's a processed food. Now, I do think that there's some healthier breads available that cause less inflammation, but you also have to limit how much you can eat. You know, it's like a slice a day. A slice, yeah. So, Could you suggest any brands to purchase or would we have to make our own? Um, you know, once in a while I will buy, it's, it's actually a very thin rye bread. It's imported from Europe. I don't even remember the name of it. I don't buy it a lot, just once in a while. 
Is and I just a... know that one little slice has 26 grams of carbs. And so sometimes <laughs> I will have a half a slice with a little butter with my egg. So that's what you have to look at. You have to be very careful of those processed carbohydrates. Yeah. Or otherwise they cause inflammation in your blood vessels. They, they spike blood sugar and then that's going to cause inflammation. So mm-hmm. It's a great okay. question though. I yeah. mean, appreciate your calling in and asking that because I think a lot of people... Are conf- that's in one another one of those confusion about nutrition facts out there. Yes, because the the grain companies want to sell us those products. Oh. so sorry to what break the coffee? bubble. May I ask? I'm sorry. Okay. Can I ask about coffee also because that has a lot of oil in it? I've heard. No, I don't think so. I mean, not oil. It's you know, I it's I encourage it, people to buy. Yeah an organic coffee if they can, so that you're not getting any extra chemicals. But otherwise, I, coffee, one or two cups a day is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Great. All right. So <laughs> Thank can, you. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Should we, is that all our callers? We've got one more. Should uh, we take one more caller? Do... Okay. John, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question about a supplement? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, my wife just recently had her blood work done, and she's pretty much on the weight wellness uh, diet. Mm-hmm. And um, But one thing that was high uh, off the upper limit was the homocysteine. Mm-hmm. And is there possibly a supplement that would help lower that, or is it strictly diet-related? No. Su- yeah, yeah, supplement Kate. needs, you need B6, B12, and folic acid to break that homocysteine down. And we have a great supplement called Cardio B. Cardio B? Yep. Yes, that you can um, purchase or get online. Okay. Yep, that's a great, great question, call. John. Thank you, right, John, thank for you calling so in. Great. He'll give people an idea that if their homocysteine numbers come back high. Do something. That's, it's simple. Yep. It's simple. Yeah. I mean, personally, I have that risk factor. That's one too. of our genetic risk factors. And. Of yep. course, I take my cardio B every morning. Yes. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Kate. Where well, are we? <laughs> you were talking about your plan, your plan for creating healthy um, blood vessels. And you say you have to plan your meals and plan your exercise, even plan your sleeping time. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, yeah, you know, we also have to plan to eat five or six times a day to keep our blood sugar balanced. Because low blood sugar is really stressful and sends out inflammatory messages when either the blood sugar is too high or too low. You know, I think that's that's an interesting fact that people don't realize. If they skip breakfast and their blood sugar drops, then they're putting stress on their body. Yeah. If they work through lunch, they're putting stress on their body. They're putting stress on their blood vessels. Yes. So that's one I try to do all the time. You know, I make a commitment to myself not to eat trans fats. So I never eat fat at a fast food joint. Okay. Or I don't eat bar food. Yeah. Or sweet rolls or candy bars. You know, and I never use Miracle Whip Mm -hmm. or dressing with soybean oil or bread that contains partially hydrogenated oil. And, you know, the weight and wellness cardiovascular plan includes, you know, those good fats at every meal. And, and at every snack, so things like nuts or olives, maybe half an avocado, some olive oil or butter, even cooking eggs and coconut oil. You need about a tablespoon of that good fat at every meal and every snack. 
food does make a difference when you're man- maintaining a healthy cardiovascular system. I think that's one of my mottos is that mm-hmm. food makes a difference. Huge difference. So if you're 20 or 30 or age 50 or 60 or 70 or, you know, 80 or 90, doesn't matter. It doesn't. Food makes a difference. You know, we had just uh, this uh, this past week, we had a meeting with our attorney and I was asking about his mom, and she he said, well, my mom's 101 years old now. And just until recently, she walked two miles every day. Now she only walks a mile. Oh, my. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) So for most, many of us, keeping our blood vessels healthy, it's a science. And I love to teach this science. Yep. So give us a call at 651-699-3438. You know, I personally believe that I'm out tricking my family genetics with nutrition. I love it, Dar. Hope Thank you, you all have a happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.